Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, the literally strong and powerful Rebecca Clements. Rebecca, are you ready to do this? I am. Thank you so much for having me. Excellent. Let's do this. Rebecca is an expert in movement and nutrition. We're definitely excited to have her on because it's such an important topic. I know that personally, if I'm not feeling well, I'm certainly not going to perform at the at the levels that I want to at my highest levels and certainly we've all been sick and we know that that being sick is 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 the worst if we're not feeling well um, and while I think that the majority or a lot of Americans don't currently have a cold I think that so many Americans are actually sick and we have poor diet we don't exercise enough and that's definitely impacting our performance at work which will then of course impact our ability to uh, to make money and be personally financially successful. So, Rebecca, tell us a little bit about personal life and some more about your work, please. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Um, I, I train myself and I train other people. Um, I work entirely remotely, um, helping people dial in their nutrition and exercise from all over the world. Um, I work with athletes all the way to just people who want to be able to stay awake and work longer and not have energy dips. In fact, when people report back their metrics to me, I don't really just care about their weight. Um, instead, I usually ask people to get back to me with, how was your energy level throughout this day? Okay, you had a dip at about 2 p.m. What did you eat for lunch? Great, let's review that. We're going to edit that, upgrade what you're eating for lunch and see if we can eliminate that same energy dip tomorrow. So I work with people to help them function more optimally as a human. <laughs> and I think that we've all certainly at some point in our lives experienced that those energy dips throughout the course of the day. So let's just talk a little bit about the importance of, of exercise and diet. Yeah, I would like to say that your brain is like an expensive car. Uh, it functions best when you give it the fuel that it needs. And if you try to give it the low grade fuel, you're not going to work as optimally. Um, so if you have the correct fuel and you're exercising appropriately, you can move through full range of motions. You can get in you know, good positions while you're lifting so or running or whatever you're doing. Um, if your body is moving correctly, so that's like the parts of the car, and if you're fueling it correctly with the best grade fuel or food you can possibly get, you're going to be set up for success. So it's just getting people to figure out uh, what optimal food, the best premium grade fuel means to them, what kind of food they should be eating, and then eliminating any of the low grade fuels like refined and processed foods, fast food, anything that's quick or easy. Um, there's that phrase, you are what you eat. I think that's so true. You can be fat, greasy, um, like fast food. You don't want that. You want to be the all-encompassed, high-grade, best quality you can be. It's kind of a scary thing. I remember hearing for the first time long, long, long time ago that you are what you eat, but it took me up until a couple of years ago to realize the food that I eat is actually creating the cells of my body. So if I just ate McDonald's mm -hmm. all day, I would eventually turn into a Big Mac or an Egg McMuffin, which would not be ideal at all. Sometimes I'll have people dive into food sensitivities. So the difference between a food sensitivity and a food allergy, we know an allergy, if you eat, you know, a peanut is a big one, and you have a massive reaction, anaphylactic shock, you have to get an injection, whatever it is. But food sensitivities are a little different in that you can eat foods that you're sensitive to without having a massive reaction, but it causes inflammation in your body. So you have, you've been eating, you know, gluten is a common irritant or eggs are a really big one too. 
Um, you can eat that same thing every day and have no idea that it's causing inflammation in your body. So a quick little pro tip for anyone who's not sure um, if there's foods that they should be eliminating from their diet, I recommend getting like a high quality food sensitivity test. So how important is it to have a, a plan or a program? That's everything. <laughs> Without that, you're just wandering lost in the, wood, um, the woods. I like to say that food affects everything you do. Um, it's from your sleep to sex to how much energy you have at work, to how your mood is, to how well you remember something. There's even certain foods that you can eat that can help boost focus, boost memory, boost libido, you know, your sex drive. So if there is an option to do something to perform better, why wouldn't you be doing it? So getting a plan or a program and sticking to it is the absolute first step and it needs to be your priority before you do anything else. And without that, we're sort of at the whim of what our calendars are and oftentimes as much as I try to be in control of my schedule things pop up and then well geez I was planning on eating something good for lunch or dinner this morning or today uh, but now I don't have time so so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to eat something quick. Do you recommend that people maybe do meal prep in advance like maybe on a Sunday afternoon or evening prepare food for the week? Absolutely. Every single client that I've ever worked with I tell them to pick a day Usually it's Sunday because that's sort of everyone's day of rest, but if they have an off day in the middle of the week, that becomes the day, and they have to put it in their calendar. So it has to be more than just, I'm going to you know, prep for the week on a Sunday. It has to be, hey, this is in my calendar from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. I'm going to spend three hours prepping my food, or you know, even if you take one hour, you can still get a lot of work done. Right. Um, so absolutely, prep your food. Either you're setting yourself up for success or you're setting yourself up for failure, no matter what you're creating some sort of habit, either that's a good habit or that's a bad habit and that's entirely up to you. That's the truth and going a little deeper into habits and then maybe talk a little bit about discipline and accountability. Two things which are really, really great when you're on top of it, but discipline and accountability are really lousy when I'm not on top of it. So talk a little bit about that if you would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has to be something that becomes a part of you. It can't be this abstract concept where you have this motivation and discipline you know, the first Monday or Tuesday of every week, and then it daily battles by the end of the week. It has to be something that is fully a part of you. So think about when you were a kid, and we, if anyone listening has kids, you tell your child to brush their teeth every day. And it's not even every day, it's twice a day. And it's not a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So think of you're going to the gym on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's a lot easier to skip that um, if you were just brushing your teeth three times a week because you're gonna forget what day it is. Did it? You don't remember if you did it the day before. You, you might have, you might not have, you know, so you're more likely to miss it and have that not become a habit compared to if you were to do it every single day. So we brush our teeth every day. You need to make everything else you do that can benefit you that ingrained. It has to be, you go to reach your, for your toothbrush before you even remember, hey, I have to brush my teeth. It needs to be like that on a Sunday. Hey, I'm going to go grocery shopping. I'm going to prep my food. Um, that's just what I do on Sundays. That's the kind of person I am. Or I'm the kind of person that wakes up at 6 a.m. every single day because I want to get my workout in before I work. Think about, I just said the word want. I'm a big linguistic person in the sense that I think your language is really powerful. So that right there, I want to do this because I want to function more optimally. Or I get to do this because I'm privileged that I have the ability to go to the gym to make this time that I'm educated enough to understand that the food and the exercise I do are so important. So that's another thing when it becomes a discipline, it needs to become a part of you, it needs to happen every single day and you need to start telling yourself that you get to do this. 
you don't have to go to the gym. You get to go to the gym. It really is a choice, right? You can wire yourself just like you're mm -hmm. talking about. So we are recording this this podcast right around New Year's resolutions time. And I don't know what the numbers are, but I bet that most people don't stick to them. So how do we put a program in place that we're actually going to follow through on? You need to figure out what you're doing first. The program you decide is important, but then even a step before that, why are you doing that program? Um, are you doing it because some people at work joined in on some weight loss challenge and you just figured you'll do it with your friends? Or are you doing it because you want to look a certain way because someone told you that's what they like or um, is what you're doing, your goal that you have, is this explicitly your choice? If these are your choices, this is something deep down in your soul, in your your being, that this is what you want to do. You want to lose the 20 pounds and never gain it back. You want to be able to keep up with your kids at their soccer practice. You want to be the highest performing um, worker at your job. And because of that, that reason, that real reason that you have that no one else told you to have it is your reason, um, get that. Write it down, post it up somewhere, repeat it to yourself every day, get a little journal. At the end of the day, write down reflections of what you might have done to get yourself closer to that goal. Whatever it is, know your why. And then once you have your why, then find a plan and just stick to it. And anytime you start to stray from that plan or you're questioning why you're doing this, this is hard, this is time consuming, how is this actually getting me closer to my goals? Sit down and have those discussions with yourself and start to realize, hey, I wanted this. I get to do this and this is my why. This is why I'm doing this. And that'll help get you back on the path. If you can prevent any temptations to veer off track, um, do it. You have to know why you're on that track to begin. Love talking about alignment. Love talking about realizing the impact I'm making in my work and love the idea of linking up being a healthy person with more than just my doctor told me I needed to do 20 minutes exercise three times a week. You need to really figure out exactly. what that why is. Nice. Speaking of that, I'm not just doing cardiovascular fitness or, or weight training or having a good diet just for the sake of doing it. Let's talk more about really what fitness is? Uh, it's a lot more than just looking a certain way or eating certain foods. Everyone has that predisposed idea in their head when someone says fitness, they think of, you know, that happy person laughing and eating a salad that doesn't really look that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fitness. Uh, fitness, I think it's a quality in which you're suitable to take on a task. So you can be fit in the gym and ready to take on, you know, a heavy back squat or run a mile the fastest you've ever ran. Um, or you can be fit at work. So even the way that can transfer over, just think about this, the fitter you become with your nutrition and your diet, the fitter you are to take on other tasks in life uh, head first. So fitness literally is building your mental and your physical strength, your competency and your awareness. So the more fit you are, you know, you have, you go into the gym in the morning, say 6 a.m., you say you work out before you work, um, you do a really hard workout, the rest of your days can be easy. That confrontation you have at work, you know, you have to talk to your boss about something that's a little uncomfortable. It's not gonna be as hard. You already did the hard part of your day. Or you already packed your lunch for the day, you packed, you made your dinner for your spouse, whatever it is, it was a healthy option. You set yourself up for success, you're gonna be less tempted to go out with the, you know, people after work for drinks. Cause you're like, oh hey, I actually already have, you know, dinner made with my, whoever at home so fitness can the fitter you are it, it transfers over to everything in life and I can't stress that enough I completely agree I know that my wife and I have a 
a, a young kid at home and I've started to get up really early just because I need to make sure that I have everything ready for him during the course of the day ready mm-hmm. to go so I, I, I get his food ready I exercise in the mornings and it's not a very fun thing to do just to be frank I, I don't love getting out of bed and, and doing a little bit of exercise but it definitely sets you up for success for the rest of the day and I definitely I feel good about myself that I did all those things and it will help you with more personal resilience and love using the term grit it, it, it will help you be a grittier person yes. so definitely a positive yes. thing and that sort of leads into talking about this is going to really impact everything in your life more than just what you eat and and your ability to, to do more exercise so the importance of that the importance is, is that Life is certain in that it's uncertain. We never know what it's going to give us. And because of that, we need to be prepared for anything. So if you can build up the grit, like you said, if you can build up that personal stamina to be able to just do the thing you don't want to do, the rest of the day is going to be so much easier. Um, by building that, you, if you learn to jump a little higher, lift a little bit more, eat a little bit better, you know, run a little bit faster, whatever your fitness outlet is, um, you're gaining the stamina to be more patient. If you can focus your energy on being able to hold a handstand for 30 seconds, 15 seconds, 10 seconds, you know, kick up to a wall if you're at that stage. If you can develop the patience to keep practicing and sticking with that thing, that's going to take a little while. You're going to see incremental changes to get better, and you're going to want to stick with it. It's so important because that's going to teach you patience. It's going to teach you, hey, your coworker at work kind of said that, you know, snobby thing or whatever it is. That's okay. You just take a deep breath. You're learning how to breathe. You're learning how to move, how to control your body. You're going to be able to control yourself in situations that are outside of your control. You're going to learn to channel your energy, use it at the appropriate time, you know, and then you're going to stay motivated. The gym and eating well is going to teach you how to stick to your values and what those values really are. That is the truth. And talking about making incremental changes and being patient with that, um, I think that that, as we try to get started with this, is an important thing to really talk about because I can't go from zero to fit. All I can do is to get started mm-hmm. with that. So talk a little bit about how you'd encourage people to, to get started with this. The biggest thing is take little steps. Um, the incremental thing is it sounds so cheesy but it's that if you have to take one step or you can take another step and then another step um, if once you have a plan you have your values that's step one step two you found you found a plan um, step three is stick to that plan and then continue to prioritize your health so you're an adult I'm assuming people listening to this podcast are adults quit with the excuses and build habits around the new ways once you start you're going to realize that this works. (laughs) It's like, you know, you go swimming and you have your goggles out of the pool and through your duration of swimming, your goggles fog fog up. And then you get out of the pool and you go to take off your swim cap or you take your goggles off and you're like, wow, I didn't even realize how clear um, the world is, how foggy the glasses were until you take them off because you got used to them. So health is sort of the same way. You start doing the little things and you realize, wow, you're, you know, you're waking up from the fog. All of a sudden, I do have more energy. All of a sudden, hey, I'm sleeping better because I didn't eat so much the night before um, I went to bed. Hey, all of a sudden, I look at my wife or my husband, myself, whatever, and they I'm so much more sexually attracted to them. Yeah, that's because your hormones are more balanced. You have more testosterone or what you know whatever it is because of the foods you're eating. So once you start to get rid of that fog and you're more clear, things start to make more sense. 
and it gets almost addicting. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Um, it's still going to be a lot of work. Anyone ever tells you it's going to be easy, don't trust them, run the other way. <laughs> um, it's going to be hard, but you, you just you have to do it. And it gets it does get better in the sense that things become more clear, everything becomes more aligned, and it really does become a part of you. And once you can make eating well, eating better, and exercising a part of you, it stays there. Um, you're going to fall in love with it. If you don't love it, maybe we're not doing the right thing. I'll have you try out some different stuff, but find something that you're going to fall in love with. Endorphins are a real thing, people. <laughs> yes. Rebecca, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah. Um, one, don't wait until you're starving to eat. And don't wait until you're thirsty to drink. If you're a little bit hungry, it's probably time for some food. Don't wait until you're starving because we all know what happens. You're famished. You're going to go run down the street and get a burger. Don't do that. Um, plan your food as much as you can ahead of time. Even make the decision. Say you're at work. You don't have food with you. You know you're going to go out somewhere to eat for lunch. Plan that when you first get to work or while you're eating your breakfast. Okay, this is what I'm going to have for lunch. I'm going to go to this salad place or whatever it is. I'm not saying you have to only eat a salad to be healthy, but you're going to go. Um, you plan ahead of time. So when you get in the situation where you're already really hungry, you don't have to make an impulsive decision. You already have a decision made for you. Same with water. Sip water all day long. Um, try to eat your meals at the same time every day. Another pro tip, don't drink water while you eat. If you're needing a liquid to wash down the food that you're eating, you're not chewing enough. So your saliva is supposed to be doing that. So if you're just, you know, scarfing food down and drinking water to help with that, don't do that. Chew your food more, leave the water for 20 minutes before or after a meal. Some more ideas. We already talked a little bit about um, prepare, like preparing your food. Um, it's that quote, plan to prepare or prepare to fail. There is so much truth in that. Another one, if you're someone who only eats a couple big meals a day, try to make them a little bit smaller and space them out a little bit more. Um, it can help keep your blood glucose a little bit more stable and help minimize any hunger or massive mood swings that we get. That like energy lull in the day, can, giving your body a little more consistent fuel can help combat that a little bit. And then one of my biggest tips that I... <laughs> If there's one take-home message I wanted to be this is eat your damn veggies. If yes. you're an adult, yeah, you're already doing the hard stuff. <laughs> you you know you're doing you're working, you're doing taxes, you're figuring out how to fix a toilet that won't stop running. You know whatever it is, you're 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 adulting. You're doing the hard things. Eating your vegetables should not be a hard thing. If you're looking for a good goal, aim for about eight to ten different shades of vegetables a day. The more different shades and colors you get, the more micronutrients you're getting. Um, dark leafy greens are always a priority so definitely a lot of those but eat your vegetables it's not hard <laughs> do it try cooking them in different ways um be careful with the oils you put on try to make sure it's like a coconut oil or maybe grapeseed oil olive oil but no hydrogenated or vegetable oil and then you can steam them you can do whatever get creative figure it out though eat your vegetables it's not hard <laughs> that is great stuff that's definitely going to get it come on come on so pr- appreciate that <laughs> Rebecca, thank you for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yeah, website, rconlinecoaching.com, and then Instagram at simply underscore whimsical. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rebecca your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Thank you again, Rebecca. Yeah, thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.